touchdown passes last year. This one's knocked up. Powers tips it to himself, and he'll score. Snaps it anyway. Here's a blast, and Plumnik didn't see it coming. He got blasted by Kalen Deloach, who has the ball and is heading toward the end zone. What Ooh. is going on, everybody? We are back after a little bit of a hiatus. We are mm -hmm. here. Bringing you live, well, not live, but recording here for College Football Talk episode 62. And today we have some early expectations show where yes. we're going to discuss two or four teams that ideally should be in the hunt going into next year. We're going to look at <coughs> their overall team right now and see mm. our early projected projection yeah. on them. Uh, we got some coaching news in the world that we got to catch up, catch up on as well as our way-too-early top 10 at the end of the yes. show tonight, which could cause some controversy. Who knows? We'll get there. Or we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, but we're going to start, though. Make sure you guys are subscribing, obviously. Um, get those yeah, subscription please, numbers please up. Subscribe. Views have been good, but make sure if you're watching, you are subscribed. And if you're not subscribed, subscribe because it's free. <laughs> Helps us and helps you out because you get to watch more because there will be more content. Yes. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. You guys get the gist. Now, let's get Roy right into it. Um, the biggest news that we got to catch up on here is uh, Michigan has a new head coach in Sharon Moore as Jim Harbaugh has finally uh, dipped his feet back into the <laughs> NFL, I guess you should say, and took over – as the next Los Angeles Chargers uh, head coaching or head coach. Yep. And so with that, Jerome Moore, who was the OC and the interim head coach when Harbaugh was suspended, he takes over now full time. Um, they just announced today, or no, they didn't announce it. I was thinking of someone else. But mm -hmm. uh, so Moore is in. I haven't seen anything big as far as like people leaving. Yeah, which is something that is a, um, you know, with the 30 day window now that can open up for any teams to kind of come in and do whatever. Mm -hmm. There's always that, but it looks like for the most part, Michigan is staying intact for what they're bringing back. Yeah. Which is always good because, you know, that's going to really help them for sure. I think out of anything, that's the biggest news is that I haven't really heard too many jumps into the portal or any. Or any big big time names jumping in the portal, or any big time coaching coaches leaving the staff. Yes. So I mean, having that all back is going to help big time. I mean, we've already seen what Jerome Moore has done when he was mm. interning as the head coach. Yeah, did a great job. I mean, was put in the tough spot with the Penn State game, mm -hmm. the Maryland game, which ended up being a closer game. A lot of people thought, and then the Ohio yeah. State game. Obviously, did a great job. Got three wins, and you know got Michigan into the playoffs where they ended up winning it all. So <clears throat> definitely helps out, like I've been saying. Um, you know, 
you know, the big piece not being returning back. Obviously, JJ McCarthy's going to the NFL, so you're going to have to break in a new quarterback. Yeah. But, you know, Donovan Edwards is coming back. You know, you're getting guys like uh, Braden, Braden uh, Prescorn and Jaden Smith all coming mm-hmm. back, who's a linebacker. So, you know, you got some good pieces coming back, but, you know, as every team, you know, you out with the old and with the new. Yeah. As you want to say. Um, do you think you do you think maybe this gives a leg up at all for any other teams in the rounding in the Big Ten as far as maybe like pouncing on this as like an opportunity? I don't know if it's pouncing on an opportunity. I think the best way to describe it is I think at least for Ohio State, you're the biggest threat to you guys winning the conference has just taking a tiny step backwards. And you've been taking a big step forward. Exactly. So Sharon Moore, obviously we need to see more of him. The games he coached, they won, but they were Jim Harbaugh's coaching plans. I mean, they've said it the whole time that up the practices leading into it, Jim Harbaugh game planned for him, and he pretty much just did what Jim Harbaugh wanted, right? Yeah. Now, we don't really know what he's going to do, so maybe he could turn around and be a great head coach, but Jim Harbaugh is one of the best coaches on the planet in all levels of the sport. You know, NFL, college football, we're going to see him probably do great in the NFL. So to lose that guy, I think you're automatically taking a step back. It doesn't matter who they got to replace him. You were going to take a little bit of a step back. So to me, I think it's less of being pounced on and more just Ohio State taking that another step forward. As I think they already took a good step forward with the guys they picked up in the portal, especially. I mean, to me, for Penn State, it means nothing because not like they're going to ever do anything. So, <laughs> ooh, I mean, really it's shots it's, fired here. It, it's really just, it's really what um, Ohio State and kind of Oregon too. Uh, Oregon's in the Big Ten. I think it's those two for those two programs. It's a, uh, it's a way that they can take a little bit of a leap on top of the Michigan. Yeah, I mean, it's for sure going to be interesting. How many teams maybe mm-hmm. try to almost even the playing field? I do agree. I think Ohio State, Oregon are going to be right there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> whether or not now Ohio State can finally get back over the hump is going to be a different question that will be answered mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. Um, I look for teams, you know, don't count Washington out yet. I think Jed Fish is a really good coach. You know, Will Rogers is going to be coming back. So, you know, plenty of weapons. I think you're going to have a veteran quarterback who almost was about to set the all time passing record at SEC. Yeah. If he did, if he wouldn't have transferred. So, you know, you're going to have plenty of experience right there and a good mm-hmm. system like that. And I expect them to be fine. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, USC is still going to be around as much as we like to knock on them sometimes. But, you know, it looks like Riley is going to be focusing more mm-hmm. on defense. So we'll see how much of an improvement. I, I think they'll make – I think they'll take a step forward this year. They – if he doesn't – From last year, yeah. If, well, if they don't, you know, we could be looking at Lincoln Riley – Finding a nice Losing new head job. Yeah. Oh, see your head coaching job somewhere else because he may not last another year with that defense. Um, <laughs> knowing, knowing this sport, he'll probably fall upwards into the Cardinals job. Back with the Cardinals for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, other coaching news uh, looks like the Boston College head coach mm-hmm. is heading to the NFL, take over the Green Bay Packers DC job. Um, quite startling. Only the fact that you know Boston College had finally had a really good year, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden, you know, 
they're going to start over in a sense. Yeah. We'll see how much of a hit, which from a program that's um, taken has been through its slumps for majority of this decade, mm-hmm. you know, Jeff Halfley, Halfley is, you know, was doing a great job of turning this ship around. Yeah. But now heading to the NFL, any early considerations possibly who might be a coach? candidate for that one you think they'll just promote from within no i think they're gonna go outside just because there's nobody really (laughs) inside who's crazy i think at least when you're talking about boston college they're in a lucky position in the fact that they're not gonna have to compete with anybody else for whoever they want Mm -hmm. if they find who they want there there's no bidding war they're gonna get their guy i think the biggest names i've seen come up a couple times were bill o'brien who just became the offensive coordinator at ohio state However, I think if he gets offered that Boston College job, I wouldn't be surprised. That is his kind of area. That's where he wouldn't, you know, it's not a bad spot for him. No. And I also have heard Dan Mullen's name come up a couple times. It'd be interesting to see if Mullen actually took that because he did turn down the Syracuse job. Yeah. So if he, it'd be kind of weird if he turned down that one just to go to Mm -hmm. a similar area. I, I, I could just see the Boston College for him, especially just because. Boston College is a school where they do not care about recruiting at all. Well, and, you know, Mullen does like not to recruit. So. <laughs> exactly. But a, a source did tell ESPN Aaron, reading off this from an on three tweet, mm-hmm. uh, college coaching had become has become fundraising. Yeah. NIL and recruiting your own team and transfers. There's no time to coach football anymore, quote. Um, you know, so apparently, you know, the just new and ever-changing – College football landscape played a mm-hmm. major de facto decision into why Halfley left. Yeah. And, you know, Josh Pate said this in one of his episodes recently of how, you know, what you saw with Saban and Harbaugh, Harbaugh, you know, head back to the NFL, Saban mm-hmm. retiring. Now you see Halfley going to take on a job at the NFL. Yeah. You're going to start say, seeing a lot more of this possibly from coaches that are still in their prime, still have plenty of more years to go and yeah. are in decent spots, just say, listen, this there needs to be some parameters and because I can't keep up with this. It's I can't mm-hmm. coach it's hard enough to coach a football team and win. But when now yeah. when I gotta I gotta recruit and you know keep an eye on not only high school mm-hmm. talent and transfer talent, but I gotta keep an eye on guys that are already on my roster because I gotta constantly be recruiting it's completely run. It runs you down. The just yeah. drains your battery. Twenty. It's twenty four seven, three sixty five. And you know a lot of these coaches don't like where the sport is going. They've mm-hmm. openly said that. And again, this is just I think another you know speed bump for what is the nil uh, in the nil uh, challenge that we're mm-hmm. seeing. You're seeing it with these investigations that are going on from the NCAA, Tennessee. Yeah. Just is getting booked <clears throat> with an NIL penalty. They mm-hmm. claim they never committed any sort of penalty. So them in Virginia are suing the yeah. uh, or not su- I don't know if they're suing. I gotta double check that if they're suing or not, but they're going to court against the NCA. Mm-hmm. And you know, if they lose if the NCAA loses, I mean you might not see you know them being able to run anything anymore. So yeah. That I mean, that's massive. You saw Florida. Florida's in the midst of an investigation. Similar stuff. Yeah, the I remember. There's a specifically about that quarterback. It's over Jane Jane Rosada. 
exactly. and how you know they said hey we're gonna give you this amount of money and mm-hmm. never ended up doing it so <laughs> there's just a lot of investigations a lot of nonsense just yeah, a lot of off the right field word, noise nonsense. that's just going on. That's just kind of mm-hmm. seeping in, and just yeah. kind of overtaking what is college football. Because mm-hmm. eventually, we're just going to get to a spot where amateurism and amateur sports are not a thing anymore, and it's just make yeah. them employees. And you know that's that. You know they're going to have to start saying like signing legal document contract contracts, saying like you're an employee of this university, pretty much, mm-hmm. and you know. You're going to get paid such and such, and we're going to go from there because that just feels like at this point, with the way some of these people are getting paid, and now that all the NAIL stuff's going on, who wants to be a coach during this time? Yeah, I mean, you got to be really you're committed be. and just want either love college football and just love just the grind and the process, mm-hmm. which a lot of coaches have, and kudos yeah. to them. Or you just, you know, you 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 know, you have a lot more leeway, I think, or. A lot more, you know, chances to succeed than you would maybe as a um, an assistant coach or something in the NFL. You know, it's a better mm-hmm. job, so you go, you take that chance, and you roll with it. So, yeah, I personally, I don't know if I'd be able to keep up with it. It's a lot. It's a it's a it's a three hundred sixty five days a year job. You don't have any off days. You don't. And that's the hard part. You don't. You no. don't like an NFL coach gets six to eight weeks of. Time to themselves. Time to themselves. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's and there's that's where that calendar that we've always been talking about. A lot of people have been talking about how they have a structured calendar. Yeah, where this such and such day is the draft, combine, senior bowl. You know, this is the off season. You know, you know, here, training yeah. camp starts here. Early or rookie camp starts here. You know, mandatory mini camps, all that stuff. It's all breaking down. For, I mean, college football. You got the season. You know, conference championship week, signing day, early signing day, mm-hmm. transfer portal opens. Oh, and then bowl games are starting in the midst of all that. Yep. Then you got, rec- then you have the playoffs, while all this stuff's still going on, and then it's just a big mess, big mess. And I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Meanwhile, you know, again, if you're, you know, if you're a freshman and you're not playing, mm-hmm. you're transferring nine times yeah. out of ten now. They're because then, because then you're at least entering the portal. Because then you have tampering goes on behind the scenes because everybody's tampering. And, yeah. again, nobody's going to get caught when everyone's doing it. So, you know. You're just going to get a couple teams that are going to be <laughs> used as warnings pretty much. Yeah. Examples as to, hey, don't do this or this is what we'll do. You know, like you're seeing right now at Tennessee and Florida State and uh, Florida where you're going to see examples made out of them by – Slaps on the wrist sanctions. Yeah, I mean, and those are just sanctions that they'll be like Mickey Mouse ones too. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on though. Definitely stuff to keep an eye on, especially this. Oh yeah, absolutely, I agree. Um, the NIL stuff. This this court case between Tennessee and NCAA is something very impactful if it rules in favor of Tennessee and Virginia because. They that will change the entire landscape as far as power struggle goes and who has power and who doesn't and how who's gonna be the governing body. I think almost if you Tennessee wins, you could be looking at a spot where they're gonna have to start to restructure how college football works. Yeah. 
Because again, like I said a little bit ago, like amateur sports may not become a thing anymore with football. Because mm-hmm. if more people are going to be getting paid, it's you know, you're gonna have to start, you know, finding a way to break that all down. Because again, none of the school fundings get sent to like NIL funds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all like self, you know, yeah, donations and all that stuff like that. So none of like from what's going to the school is going to the NIL. So it's lot to keep an eye on um nonetheless so we're gonna move on to early expectations time and we got four teams tonight and old miss will be the first one we're gonna be talking about mm-hmm. where you know we're just gonna like old miss we're gonna look at what they've done so far in the portal and just rank rankings and uh we're gonna take a look and see what we how we feel about them going forward into 2024 2025 season mm-hmm. so old miss comes in number one in the uh, transfer portal rankings. Yep. Off topic. Do you hear that? Sounds like air blowing. Yeah. It's my freaking laptop. It's going to blow up like a freaking jet plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they have a uh, the number one recruiting class coming in. Guys like Princely. Uh, I can, I'm going to say Princely, but he's from Florida. So I can't say last name. And I apologize, Ole Miss. In Princely, but <laughs> um, Walter Nolan's coming in. Yep. Antoine Well, Juice Wells from South Carolina is coming in. Tyler mm-hmm. Barron, you know they got Deion Smith. You have Jackson Dart coming back. You lost Quentin Junkins for some silly reason, but that's nonetheless. That's not the point. Trey Harris is coming back. You got a lot, a lot of good stuff coming back. Yeah, and you know you have a schedule next year, which is not too bad. It's not that bad. So. You know, it, there's definitely room for, you know, chance for them to have a really good season next year with the 12-team playoff. Again, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you're going to have more teams in. They have their toughest game on the – they get – toughest game on the road next year is at LSU. Mm-hmm. And their toughest game at home, I'd say, is Georgia. Yeah. I mean, you go – I mean, they have Furman, Middle Tennessee State, Wake Forest – Georgia Southern, Kentucky, South Carolina, LSU, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Georgia, Florida, Mississippi State. Very favorable. Yes, they do. So all that and everything else. What do you think about Ole Miss here? I think Ole Miss can easily win the West next year, personally. I I mean, I don't know about you, but the loss of Nick Saban and Alabama. No divisions, remember. No divisions. Sorry about that. Forgot about that. Um. I think they could play. I think they could win eleven games this year. I think they have a very favorable favorable schedule, like you were just saying. I think they have a fantastic roster. They've won ten games the past what two years now. Yeah, they just won eleven games for the mm-hmm. first time in school history. I think they could easily make a SEC championship game run at least. I think. I think right now, I would say they're gonna be they're gonna be a playoff team. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think so, too. I mean, just because with the at-large bids mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, there's going to be teams, whether or not, even if they're, you know, 10th or 11th, they're going to get in. So, yeah, and they're definitely going to be a tough opponent for anybody they play. I think it's key to look at the schedule, though. They don't play Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to play Auburn. Yep. You know, you get Oklahoma, but they're at home. You get LSU – I mean, that'll, you know, LSU's nothing. I mean, 
it's the they, toughest road they, game you play, but then, you know, they beat LSU this year on the road. Yeah. And so, but you get like Arkansas, you, you get Wake Forest, mm-hmm. South Carolina. I mean, these are doable games, which they're going to have the better team and they're going to have the better roster on paper. They're going to have the better quarterback. Yep. It's a matter of now we've seen this before with the Kiffin team. So are they going to be able to put this all together or are they going to end up maybe sliding some? Mm-hmm. But I just don't think they will. I think this is going to be a, a veteran kind of team. I think this is the best constructed roster that Kiffin's had so far. Yes, for sure. I mean, that's that's just my perspective on it, though, is that he's coached teams that, no, no offense to those Ole Miss teams, have probably been less talented than a lot of the top SEC schools. Yet they're still putting together 10-win seasons, like last year, an 11-win season. I think with this year, he finally has a roster that maybe it's not on the level of Georgia, but it's better than Alabama's current roster right now. Yeah, I mean, this is a window, the window-seeking year, I think, Mm -hmm. or like a window-shopping year, where, you know, they're going to have, you know, this was the year, I think, where they, after you look at the schedule, look who they brought in, you know, Pete Golding's been just a transfer portal for just absolute assassin out there. Mm-hmm. You know, these are like this was a year they may have looked at him like, all right, we got these guys back. We got this in 2024, 2025 season. It's something we could really make a run for and make a lot of noise. So, you know, you know 11 wins, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl win. I I mean, you look at their early schedule. I think they could easily start the year off six and zero going into Death Valley. Yeah. So this is a, a very, very dangerous. I think the only team. This is a classic old Miss. This could be a classic old Miss team, though. Either that could also either just be really good and run the table, possibly, or lose like two, maybe like two or three games for some reason. It's like, well, how did that happen? But but with the benefit of the playoff now, is that three loss Ole Miss team can still sneak their way in with the twelve team playoff? And I think too, you know, we're this is you know we talk about the top four, how there was always the debate of like who should be in, who should be out. Yeah, the debates are going to be now. How how do you differentiate a team like Ole Miss possibly, who has a, who goes nine and three? Let's say a yeah. loss to LSU, Georgia, and. No Mississippi State because for some reason mm-hmm. they always the Mississippi State plays them tough and yeah know, they lose and uh, you know okay but you know wins against you know wins at Florida mm-hmm. at Arkansas at South Carolina Kentucky Oklahoma yeah we all think they're going to be de- or some of those teams are going to be decent how do you differentiate a team like that versus maybe let's say a ten and two Louisville, yeah. but they play a much weaker schedule. No offense to the ACC, but it's, you know, it's the ACC, not the SEC. Yeah. We've just seen this. How do you maybe, or even not Louisville, let's take like Arizona State. Or, yeah, I was thinking Oklahoma the, State, right? Oklahoma State, yeah. It's like a 10 and 2, Oklahoma State. They don't win their conference, but, you know, mm-hmm. a good see a really good season. But how do yeah. you differentiate? How do you, that, yeah, yeah, what's the value between those two teams that you can dif- exactly. differentiate that one is better than the other? I think that's the biggest debate we're going to have when we get to this, like, especially when we get to that first playoff ranking video, uh, you know, on ESPN. Yeah. 
where we're just going to have people say, like, what's the difference between 10 and 14? All those teams in between there feel the same. How can we truly differentiate which team is truly better than another? Like, you know, hypothetically, a, I don't know, a Arizona State team that somehow had an incredible year and they're six and one when the, or seven and one when the first playoff comes out and they're 15. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, what do we discuss? Like what, what's, what's the, what's the merit? How do we base these teams? Yeah. That's going to be the definitely is. And then you also got to look at, you know, what about the non power five or power? Yeah. Yeah. Teams like, let's say Tulane. How about this one? Because they're not going to be in anymore. How about like Oregon State? Yeah. Some random reason they go at, uh, eleven and one. Let's just mm-hmm. say for some reason, and but they're not. They're playing like a Mountain West schedule. So how do we differ? Are we? How are we gonna? Are we gonna say that's that's okay? Yeah, that's but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Or does a ten and two, you know, <laughs> ten and two Alabama? Get in over that, mm-hmm. but their losses are maybe to know, Auburn and Georgia. Like, yeah. how are we looking? What are we? What are we using? What kind of criteria is going to be used to differentiate those two? Mm-hmm. Definitely something to keep an eye on in for any team out there. I just think Ole Miss is one of those bubble teams that we've seen them start red hot like the last couple yeah. of years, and then they'll play a game, lose it by a lot. And then it kind of slides down a little bit. They didn't happen this year. It happened a couple years ago, but they were able to get back on track. Only losses to Bama and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be the big step for Ole Miss. I think Kiffin, especially, you know, you got over the LSU hump, you know, you've gotten over Auburn, AM, all of them, but you never, you haven't been able to get over Bama mm-hmm. and Georgia. Yeah. You get another shot at Georgia and you get them at home this year. It, it will this will, will this be a year where Kiffin can finally put again a game like he's had against these other teams and do it against like a legit now team that is also going stride for stride and winning a championship? Yeah, that's so, the that's the yeah. question, right? That's the big question with this Ole Miss team. I I mean, we don't really know yet because we haven't seen them play at all yet. But I w- I would like to think this is the season. I think they could be. They'll be a very contending team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll make the conference championship, but they'll definitely be competing for one. Yeah. I think they'll definitely finish above Alabama. I think they'll finish against finish higher than like Missouri and Oklahoma. Um, do they finish higher than Texas and Georgia? I'm not sure. It's going to be a sneaky dark horse team. Well, I'm sure there will be. There always is. So LSU every year <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, we're going to be moving on to Georgia. Mm-hmm. The dogs come back. Obviously, the biggest headline, Carson Beck's back. You're yep. going to guys like um, Warren Brinson, Nazir Stackhouse, and the D-line. They're coming back their final season. Losing guys, though, like Javon Buller, Kamari Lassiter, um, Tyke Smith. So you're losing those guys in the back end. Uh, you mm-hmm. lost guys, Jamon Dumas-Johnson. Lad McConkey, Brock Bowers, obviously a big one. Yeah. But, you know, they bring in a stellar recruiting class, stellar recruiting class. I can't speak tonight. You know, KJ Bolden, Ellis Robinson, Justin Williams, mm-hmm. Ryan Puglisi. You know, you know, the names just stack up. 
Yeah. Trevor Etienne out of the portal, as mm-hmm. well as London Humphreys from Vanderbilt, Xavier McCloy, South Carolina defensive lineman. Again, you're relo- stocking up, reloading. I think they are going to be fine. Yeah. I'm not really expecting them to be anything else. You bring in Trevarius Robinson out of uh, Alabama, and mm-hmm. you bring in. Um, I think the biggest impact guy is Trevor DTN coming in. For sure. Because I think you got a legitimate number one back for your biggest rival for nothing. Oh, yeah. For a bag of popcorn is what yeah. it was. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, to me, Georgia's expectation every single year going forward is national championship or bust. Oh, for sure. There's no they, if and or if. A, not or, winning the national championship is a disappointing season for the program right now where it's at. And I don't think that's a wild thing to expect either. No, no, 100% not. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you start the year off against Clemson at the in yep. Atlanta, so it's going to be like a home game. Tennessee Tech, Kentucky, the big one starts at Alabama. Auburn at home, Mississippi State, and then you go to Texas. I mean, those two right there, and then you have Ole Miss. Those are the three big ones right there. You get them on the road. It's the yeah. Ole Miss, Bama, Texas. The Texas or Alabama one seems to a lot of people, maybe it's like more of a winnable game now that DeBoer's in, Saban's out, because it feels like Saban's been like the boogeyman for Smart, and how Kirby Smart for some reason just doesn't, he just like, his coaching style changes against him. Yeah. So now we'll see what happens there, but... As I've said with this team all year this year, the only team it feels like that can beat Georgia is themselves. Mm-hmm. So what happened in the SEC title game, they had no reason losing that, if we're going to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. No no reason. Self-inflicted wounds was the reason they lost that game. So outside of that, they would have won, and they probably would have won the national title again. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Michigan, but they probably would have won it again. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, Trevor Etienne going to be a very nice addition because you're going to have Roger Robinson coming in. Branson Robinson should be coming back at some point next year. He probably won't be cleared by August. Yeah. He had a really bad leg injury um, at, right before the year this year. So I don't know if he'll be ready or not. But you have Roger Robinson, Andrew Paul still there, Cash Jones. But ETN will be the de facto number one guy. He's going to be used probably a lot in the passing game, I think, too. You might see a lot of like thunder, lightning, and most with Robinson and both Robinsons, Roderick or Branson, and then ETN to kind of counter that. Yeah, it they, they should be fine. And you know, Oscar Delt, big man on campus, mm-hmm. he's taller than Brock Bowers, just as athletic. Now, obviously, nobody's Brock Bowers, but yeah, but oh, man. he's he's showed some plays in this that Florida game, the first game where Bowers was out. He made a catch the first drive of the game, one-handed catch. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. this guy's here. Here we go. We got another one of them. So these they should be fine. Smart. This could be a year for smart to be like, like call the dogs, like we're going for blood right now. Yeah. And I, I said that watching the Florida State game. At the start of the game, I don't know if I ever said this, but like at the start of the game, they were coming out of the like when they showed them coming out of the tunnel. Yeah, they just had I, I don't they they had a look in their eye, like mm-hmm. you done messed up. Like we're about to f around. You're gonna f yeah. around to find out here. Like we're going to dominate right now. And I just looked at some of the guys' eyes. Like they're not messing around today. And mm-hmm. they came out obviously and did what they did. Yeah, 
the only time again, I think the only speed bump they could see maybe is not Bama, it's Texas. I think Texas is the biggest obstacle. Especially because Texas can just has what they've done in the portal, what they've done recruiting, what and what they have coming back. Yeah. Is right here. They're, I mean, they're I think Georgia's still above them, but like yeah. Texas is like right here. But the thing is with Texas that makes I think Texas so dangerous is not only do they have a really, really good coach, but they have a quarterback who is, in my opinion, just as good as Quinn Ewers. I mean, Quinn Ewers is just as good as Carson Beck. And that's gonna it's gonna make that game so much fun to watch in it, you know, from a just a fan perspective, because you're gonna have two Heisman quarterbacks. Two guys Ooh. are gonna be Heisman, two of the the top Heisman odds, according to Vegas. Yeah. Two guys that are probably going to be next year's first rounders, mm-hmm. and if not, who else is going to be in that list? So, yeah. very much looking forward to with Georgia. Um, I expect them to be in the playoffs. I expect them to be competing for the SEC championship. Yeah, anything less than that, like you said, is a failure. It's just you know, straight up disappointing. If you lose two games this year, to me, it's a flat out disappointing year. It's a complete disappointment. If it's two games, even if it's two games, I think at this point, if it, if you don't make the playoffs now, if you're the University of Georgia mm-hmm. or any of these top schools, regardless of conference, yeah, if you don't make the playoffs now as a 12-team playoff, that it's is yeah. it's a straight up beyond disappointing. It's an yeah. it's an embarrassment almost it would feel like. Mm-hmm. So, but they're not. They should be fine. They should. Be fine. I yeah. I just yeah. No, I agree with you. I just wonder. My question is going to be is does resting players in the conference championship end up being a thing? You could see it. I think also maybe it depends on – well, because if you are – are we – is it – I haven't really understood the playoff bracket to the fullest, but I'm mm-hmm. – obviously I get the seeding and stuff. But yeah, conference championship winners, regardless of your record, like you could be a – just hypothetically, like mm-hmm. a ten and three champion, yeah. But you get the you get that automatic bid. Mm-hmm. So maybe it depends on your record. Like if you're a team like a nine and three or ten or eight, maybe you're ten and two going in. But yeah, there's other teams that are really good. Like this year, for like Georgia's sake, there was no chalk. It was all or no chalk. There was all chalk all year. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the year, when you slipped up against Bama, even with Florida State losing, and you know there was no nothing else happened, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So because nobody else lost during the year that would yeah. maybe shake things up, maybe to help y'all as it did back in twenty one. Because remember they didn't win it back back then either, and they still got mm-hmm. in. Um, so I mean, it, it probably depends on where your record stands because if yeah. you're a team like. That has no losses, one loss, maybe two losses, depending on what conference you are mm-hmm. and how the resume is. Maybe a couple guys. I don't think – obviously, I don't think they rest the entire game, but maybe it's like a preseason game. You treat it like yeah. that where maybe it's just play a quarter and you're done. Mm-hmm. But if you're it's, a team that's fighting for your realistic yeah. spot, or even if, even if you're closing in like on a runner-up, if you're running up and mm-hmm. – but got to make a show like you got to make a last good impression mm-hmm. maybe even then you keep everyone out there i just i just can see the scenario in my head where it's 11 and 0 georgia versus 11 or 12 and 0 georgia versus 11 and 1 texas 
and Georgia just rest a bunch of their starters because there doesn't matter if they win or lose. Yeah, you're guaranteed a spot in all your home playoff game. All your game. Yeah, you're actually that's that's the other thing. It's silly. Yeah, that's the silly thing about the playoff format. It's like you're if you, if you lose, you're guaranteed you're guaranteeing yourself home field advantage. Right. And to me, if you're Georgia in that hypothetical situation, I could see the athletic director or the president of the school coming to Kirby Smart and being like, we need you to lose the game because we get a home playoff game, which will make us a ton of money. Versus oh, and uh, they're also like- selling they're also selling alcohol now at Sanford Stadium. Exactly. Just got reannounced today. Let's give a client up for that one, just in general. Obviously, beer is better. Life is good when beer is here. So Exactly. <laughs> There's that. I mean, they might just lose then for yeah. that part reason. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You could look. I might. I've been thinking about this a lot. How the MLB. You look at the MLB playoffs mm-hmm. and how realistically. I forget the stat, but it feels like since they've changed the format now, have the um, top two teams have the bye. Yeah. I think only the Astros and maybe another team have when the Astros one. Are the only team to get a bye and win yeah. this series after that? Because other teams, you look at like the Braves and the Dodgers, mm-hmm. have severely struggled with just it feels like can't get anything going and end yeah. up getting just knocked out like that because you have a team that comes out. We're just staying in baseball here. This team coming out like the Phillies who just dominate the wild card, pick up momentum and steam and just keep rolling that into yeah, you know, the divisional round then into the championship series, world series. Could we start I bet you we're going to start seeing some of that. I would not be surprised if you get a team even if they're playing with like a little bit of like magic because they maybe got lucky and got in or, you know, just is playing with house money dominates in the first round, goes to play in a bowl game or in a neutral site game against a team that had a bye and just catches them sleeping because they're rolling and they're just kind of getting their feet wet again. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely see that we're possibly, we start getting to like the semifinals where upsets upsets will be happening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see it happening. For sure. All right, we're going to be moving on to Ohio State now. Yep. Ohio State. The Buckeyes come in. I mean, where do we want to start for as far as Recruiting rankings go. They have jumped all the way to eighth in the transfer portal, mm-hmm. picking up guys like Quitron Junkins, Caleb Downs was the big one, Julian Sang also from Alabama, Seth McClellan from Alabama. Yep. Uh, Will Howard is going to be the guy probably going for the, as the starter from Kansas mm-hmm. State. I mean, the Buckeyes, Ryan Day is not messing around. Yeah. It's one of the first times since Day's been there, probably even just the first time where it feels like Ryan day and then like they're taking this serious. They're taking it serious, but there's this also feels like almost not like a desperate look, but like mm-hmm. have to see results this year. Yeah. A result or this has to be a result productive, productive year because otherwise, I mean, day's seat was maybe a little warm to, from some people. Mm-hmm. You lose to Michigan again for the fourth year in a row. You're fired. You're done, or you're just – it's just cranked all the way up now. Yeah. Because that, that, well, that can't happen, especially now with Michigan coming in with a new head coach. Yeah. Losing their starting quarterback, 
losing the majority of the pieces because they were much a, a, a very heavily veteran group. So Ohio State must do well this year. And if they don't, mm-hmm. kind of like how Georgia is with titles. But for Ohio State, I think just getting back to the Big Ten title game yeah. would be a good start. Or just beating your rival, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Because now you got to – but you go back to Michigan this year. Right? No, no. It is, no, it's in Ohio no, it's State. In, it's in Ohio Stadium, yeah. yeah. So you they, get then you get Michigan back at home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that. You start the year with Akron, Western Michigan, Marshall, which is a joke anyway. Yeah. Then you get at Michigan State, Iowa. That October 12th date where you're at Oregon is going to be a great first uh, glance of where we're at Yeah. Um, as a team. Uh, November 2nd, you're at Penn State, which is all never easy. I expect that possibly to be the whiteout game. Mm-hmm. Then you have Purdue, Northwestern, Indiana, and then there's Michigan. I mean, if you can't get over Michigan, what are we doing? You're, you're done. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I will say, I don't know how it's going to shape up, but with the no divisions now in the Big Ten either, mm-hmm. a chance possibly they could go into Michigan – they're going going into that Michigan week where they already maybe have climbed and locked up a spot in the Big Ten title game. Mm-hmm. Just saying hypothetically, but still, you want to beat them then. Yeah, never want to take a team lightly. But I was maybe just saying that for possibly if they lose again, you get another crack at it, which feels weird. Michigan Ohio State would be possibly playing for back to back weeks Two times. Yeah, possibly in a hypothetical situation, like three times. Three times. In the same season, does it feel good rear or feel right? It's kind of like the NFL at that point. Yeah, they play your division teams possibly three times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is a make or break year for Ryan Day. I think. Yeah, me too. For what I you're doing do. in the portal with the names and Junkins now, and you have Travion Henderson coming back. You have Emmanuel Buka coming back. You have JT Tuomaloa coming back. You have Jack Sawyer coming back. I mean, you have all these guys coming back. They're could have gone to the draft this year, but they're yeah. coming back for this year. And and again, like I said, you bring in Downs, Juckins, Howard. And this is you better figure it out right now this year. Yeah, I, anything less than ten wins is a debacle. Ten wins maybe is too low for this team. Like they yeah. better get their big boy britches on. Yeah. Otherwise, I think day may, his days are limited, possibly, in Ohio State. I can see it. And I don't think that's right or just because I think Ohio State or Ryan Day has done you know, a, a solid job there. Mm-hmm. But when you – this is what happens when you sign up for that type of you know, coaching job and you know, you're not able to live up to expectations, you get, you get fired. It's not the same everywhere, but at Ohio State, they expect titles. They expect you to beat Michigan. And he hasn't been able to do either one. So better figure it out real fast. And I think yeah. this is one of those years where I don't think it's like the window shopping thing with Ole Miss, but you better figure it out, I think. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I absolutely agree with everything you said there. No, I mean, the only, th- the only thing I'd add to that is, you know, adding not only that, but adding coaches like Phil O'Brien. I think it's just the yeah. idea that, like, hey, we're more serious about it right now. Like, the, we understand this is a culminating point that we can't keep losing. We lost to a Michigan team that didn't have their head coach last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's it's been embarrassing for Ohio State for at this point 
four years, it feels like. Pretty oh, much yeah. since since the since the pandemic. Like the COVID season, it has been embarrassing. Even that, I mean, what the Big Ten did as a whole. Yeah. Was embarrassing too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they need to figure it out fast. I think they will. Yeah. Will they beat will they win the Big Ten? That's a great question. I wish I had the answer, but I just don't. Yeah. All right. We'll be moving on though to Michigan as we started today's podcast. We'll be ending our early expectations with tonight. Michigan, the national champs. Save the best for last, I guess, if you're talking yeah. about national <laughs> champions. <laughs> Uh, but like we said at the start of the show, Sharon Moore comes in, Jim Harbaugh out due to heading to the NFL. Yep. Michigan has a, you know, I don't know, fe- favorable schedule, but, you know, they do actually you know, start the year Fresno State, but then, you know, Texas, USC, Washington, Oregon, Illinois, Michigan, and then Ohio State. Actually, you know, check that. Really delete everything I just said, not favorable. I get, I've been so – so fogged my memory has of all the cupcakes they played to like week eight yeah. every last 10 years that I just completely realized that they're actually getting a big boy schedule this year. Mm-hmm. So Michigan actually is going to go run a gauntlet. Luckily though, they do get Texas USC and Oregon all at home. So I don't know how they lucked out that one, but they do get a national title rematch October 5th at Washington. And then obviously at Ohio state. Yeah. This could be a year possibly, I don't want to say my early, well, yeah, and you know what I'm going to say because it's an early expectations. Setback year? I can see it. Setback I mean, it's a, it's I'm not saying thing. it's like a, we're going to go from 15 wins to seven or eight, eight but I'm saying maybe possibly a nine win season, 10. I can see that. I just don't see them beating. It's just two things. I think they lose to Ohio State this year, and I don't think they go to the Big Ten championship. No, I think Texas or Oregon's going to get them at home. Yeah. And that's very rare because a lot of people don't go into the big house and win. Mm-hmm. Um, but I you know you look at that game at Washington. It'll be a very good game, I think. Especially now you're going to get Washington, who remembers everything you just did to them. Yeah. And now you're going to get them at, at Husky Stadium in that that kind of field, that field or that environment. Purple rain is going to be, be a, coming it's gonna down. Be a hostile environment for sure. You thought the Oregon hostile crowd. I mean, just wait till Michigan comes up there. That's going to be the fun thing with like all of these new teams, new conferences. The new like the environments for some of these games are going to be just, I think, really good and really crazy. Yeah. I think. I so mean, too, I'm just, yeah. you know, Michigan at Washington is going to be one. Oregon hosting out Ohio State, Texas hosting Georgia. Just some of these games are going to be crazy. But for Michigan, yeah, I think a little bit of setback here coming up here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't take it uh, to heart, Michigan fans, because, you know, how I am. But I just look at that schedule, you know, with, you know, some relatively new pieces at some key positions mm-hmm. that have yet to be broken in, or what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um. I, I get what you're trying to say. I don't know the right word. They haven't been – they haven't got the reps. You know what I mean? So yeah. you haven't got the reps. The experience. The experience. Yeah, the experience that, you know, McCarthy and all these other veteran guys mm-hmm. had, Blake Horn, Roman Wilson. So it's going to be a new team, 
But, yeah. you know, Sharon Moore may just come in and just say, listen, we're going to ground and pound. We're going to do what we've been doing. We're and do just, what we've been doing. We're just going to keep we're not going to change. Nothing's changing. We're just going to, you know, make it my way instead, I guess. But it's everything else is going to be the same, which I do think is why you're going to see a lot of players staying also because mm-hmm. they love Sharon Moore. And so why would you leave if you like to coach that much? Yeah. So I don't think, like I said, I don't think you're going to be stepping back crazy, but I do think there's not going to be an undefeated season. I don't think there's going to be a one-loss season. I think I could see – I see two losses right now on their schedule. Mm-hmm. I think Texas or Oregon's going to get them at home, like I said. Yeah. Um, I also – I mean, I think Ohio State will – I think Ohio State right now on paper will could or will beat them, at least mm-hmm. challenge them a little yeah. more than they have recently. But – I'm listen. I I still would have Michigan in my top ten going into this year, obviously. And um, like I said, I think they're going to start the year off year off strong. But mm-hmm. see them, you know, being at the level they were last year, maybe even the year before. Yeah, pretty fair. I agree with you there. Yeah. All right. No, I think you got it right. All right, we're going to move on though to the Big Twelve and ACC schedule release mm-hmm. because there was conference releasements. Nobody really talked about it because they didn't really get the publicity like the ACC or yes, ACC, the STC or the Big Ten got. Yeah. But uh, we'll start with the Big 12. And uh, what we're going to do is uh, we just take two teams that we find interesting going into next year and uh, look at their schedule, how we think it'll shape out. So in the Big 12 for me, I have West Virginia. Okay. And for the Mountaineers coming off – you know, a nine-win season could have been ten if they would have played defense and put their six-foot-seven tight end on a hail mm-hmm. mary. But they chose not to, and they lost to Houston. Uh, regardless of that, you get Penn State in Morgantown, which is going to be crazy. Then you get Pitt, or you go to Pitt, which is feel always feels like it's more West Virginia fans there anyway. Yeah, but then you get Kansas at home, by at Oklahoma State, Ohio, Iowa State at home. You get Kansas State at home. You go. You go to Arizona, and but you get UCF and Baylor at home. So mm-hmm. really, the only you know noticeably big road games are Texas Tech at the end of the year and Arizona. Yeah. And I mean, you can count Oklahoma State. We'll see how they do this year. I expect them to be fine with Bowman coming back. Don't know how he has another year of eligibility, but that's done. Not for today's conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean. Garrett Garrett Green's coming back. They have a bunch of guys that are, are going to be back. This is a team that will compete. I said this after the bowl game. I think this is going to be a team that will be competing for the Big 12 title. Yeah. I expect them to – I bet you – I think they could beat Penn State right now. Mm-hmm. If you told me who do you have more confidence in, I'd say West Virginia. Yeah, I Just, think that's fair. Oh, I mean, yeah. So I think you could see – one, they might start the year. They could be going into Kansas State or going hosting Kansas State September twenty first, mm-hmm. possibly three and zero going into October undefeated, and then you go. Yeah. The only thing that I think for Mount West Virginia is they can't. They need to avoid any sort of losing streak slide. We've seen this yeah. before with them, where they you lose one game that it's like ah okay, but then you lose another one, and then and then another one, and it's like what happened? We were just. Five and two, and now we're staring at a five and five, six and five, stand five and six. It's like what just happened. Yeah, they can avoid that. I think they're going to be good. Uh, my other team is Utah. 
-hmm. Cam Rising coming back is the biggest thing for me. So him right there, you know, I always am going to trust Kyle Whittingham, regardless of who's there and who's not. Yeah. Southern Utah, the Thunderbirds coming in, start the year, look out there. But then you get Baylor at home, Utah State, Oklahoma State, Arizona, Arizona State, TCU, Houston, BYU, Colorado, Iowa State, and UCF. I mean, I they should. That's a pretty favorable schedule, right there. Too. Yeah, I mean, you I get, think get a bad one. Arizona at home, you get TCU at home, and you get BYU. Oh, the BYU game will be just outstanding. Yeah, the Mormons are clashing. The holy home. war. Holy war is back. Set set your calendars for November 9th when mm-hmm. BYU goes into Rice Eccles. Yeah. I'm not I don't I won't I don't feel intimidated about them going their possibly toughest road game is Oklahoma State. I don't think UCF is anything crazy as far as I mean UCF is always a Malzon special where he might upset someone, but I as far as harder for them goes the travel. The travel could be something. But I, mean, I think that could be the, the toughest part though is traveling because I th- do they have a home game and then an away game? They go um, back-to-back games on the road with Utah State and Oklahoma State, but then they get the you know, Arizona at home, but then they go to Arizona State, TCU at home, Houston mm-hmm. at at Houston, but then a bye week before they go. It's home away, home away. Okay, for the most part, because I just I that what really killed them last year when they played. Not last year, but the year before when they played in Gainesville, wasn't that Florida was really a much better team than they were? It was that travel killed them. Yeah, traveling the entire country like that. So, well, and the fact that they couldn't stop Anthony Richardson save their life either, but you know, yeah, you know, but I mean, they got KJ Jefferson now, and well, UCF does. That's what I'm saying. You, uh, I'm saying that KJ Jefferson. Similar well, I'm talking about Utah Houston. here. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is oh, I think I that could be a trap right. game. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, Mouse on, that's a Mouse on special right there. Yeah. But outside of that, I was but like more like atmosphere-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, the it's UCF atmosphere is not like it used to be when Bortles and Mackenzie Milton were there just yeah. freaking putting up 50, 50 bills every week. So mm-hmm. Um, no, I think Utah, if they can stay healthy, health has been the biggest plague for this team last couple of years that where they've, where they looked really good. They stumbled because if someone's got hurt, that's a key piece. So yeah, and that's how it ended up really biting them in the butt last year with the, the quarterback, the quarterbacks, um, you know, inconsistencies, not mm-hmm. having rising there at all, all year really hurt them all year. And, you know, yeah. but you know, get rising back for one last ride. Let's see what the old, Slinging long-haired cowboy can do, I guess. So, Dylan, who are your Big Ten teams or Big Ten, Big Twelve teams? So the Big Twelve teams I picked was I picked Colorado first. Um, their schedule is really weird, just in general. I mean, so they're going to start out the season at home against North Dakota State, FCS squad, but an Dude, FCS squad that oh, kills Power Five teams. I'm I'm going to let you finish, and I'll have an point in mind. Okay. But I mean, I I don't know how they'll do against them. North Dakota State is without their head coach. Their head coach never doubt the Bison though. Exactly. I'm I I mean I struggle with that one. 
Then they have to go to Nebraska. Yikes! Not a fun one there. I would not. I don't. I do not trust them in that game either. No. They got to go to Colorado State. Ew. I don't like that one either. Ew. I don't like that one either. Going to Fort Collins? No thanks. No thanks. Um. So then they get a home game against Baylor. Respectable, respectable. Then they have to go from Boulder to Orlando. Ew. Not looking fun. And I think there's a decent chance that one could end up being a Friday night game too. Based on the timing, Saturday the 28th, I think that could get pushed to Friday. I wouldn't be surprised. That's a game that that seems like a Big 12 Friday game there. Oh, the old Friday, the new Big 12 after dark. Is that what we're going to be calling this? <laughs> Pretty the much. I'm on West Coast here we go. So then you get a home game against Kansas State. Does not look good. At Arizona. You never know if Arizona's new team, you know, brand new head coach. Yeah. They get Cincinnati at home. 50-50. I think they probably win that game, to be honest, though. Uh, they have to go to Texas Tech. Forget about it. Forget about it. Nice. They get Utah at home. I don't see their chances looking good. They have to go to Kansas. Again, not great. And then they have the Friday night game against Oklahoma State at home where they probably get killed. I honestly think they could win like two games on the schedule. I uh, Let's see. They went 4-8 and eight last year. Yeah. So, let's see. They got to beat 4-8. and eight. Let's see. North mm-hmm. Dakota State, a very, very – not so smart game to start the year. If you're yeah. trying to schedule an FCS team, let's not make it the Bison. Mm-hmm. But we'll say we will. I bet they're going to win. Yeah, Nebraska. Um, Nebraska played them lose. very tough last year, this past mm-hmm. year. And if they had a quarterback, they'd probably win. So I'm going to go with Nebraska. Me too. They're going to survive Colorado State. We'll see. They'll be in the Baylor. Tough one. But we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll say they're win. Mm-hmm. So let's see. They're two and two. I think UCF's going to beat them. Yeah. Kansas State's going to beat them. So you're what two and four now? Yep. Arizona. Um, we'll see. It's at Arizona too. Don't forget. And uh, Noah Fafita is staying, so I'm going to get Arizona. So mm-hmm. you're two and five. Cincinnati, I think a win. So three yep. and five. I'm going to. Give them a loss against Texas Tech, three and mm-hmm. six. Utah lost three and seven. Kansas lost. Uh, we're going to be looking at a three and nine season if we're going to be just right now. If we're just based on their performance and what they've done, I mean, there's. I no... need to see what kind of improvements they've made on that line, that line of scrimmage as far as yeah. offense and defense. Because if I haven't seen any improvement, or if it's what I saw last year, same kind of like with USC. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, they will not be succeeding much. Yeah, and especially that's just, since some of these Big Twelve teams have really good defensive lines. Oh, for sure. I especially, mean, yeah, West like, Virginia, Utah, Texas Tech, uh, Arizona. You have um, Oklahoma State. How always has a solid one. Yeah, Kansas, Kansas. I mean, Kansas these got guys, some guys there, yeah. These guys will push you around. If you think you're escaping of the back 12, you will not be escaping. Forget it. about it. Most of them are following you there. So whatever you struggled with last year, 
You're going to see it in the whole conference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's move on though to the ACC. And I'll let Dylan start this time around since I started. So let's hear your two ACC guys. All right. I'm going to start with FSU schedule. Of course, of course, you know, got to go with my Knowles, right? Sorry, the schedule I pulled up was wrong at first, so I'm going to get it correctly. So they're going to start at the season against Georgia Tech in Dublin. Yes. Dame Weird. Dame will be there. Game day will be there. Game day Herb will be there. He's going to get booed. Oh, you know, he'll take, he'll wipe his tears off and bling. <laughs> so then they're going to, their first home game will be against Boston College. Um, the second, Man. it's a Monday night game. Oh, never mind, lost. No, she's. <laughs> They get a bye week, then they get Memphis at home. When? Uh, well, a Cal- Mike Norvell reunion game? Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. They get Cal Berkeley at home. When? Yeah. They go to Dallas to play SMU. Lost. No, I'm just kidding. When? I think when that. They play Clemson at home. I think that could go either way, personally. Clemson's had their number the last couple of years. Even when they survived them last year, felt like. Florida State had no business winning that game. Yeah, but that was at Clemson, too. This one's in Doak Campbell. But we have seen Clemson just kind of do whatever they want when they go to Doak anyway. Yeah. And a, True, DJ, a DJU revenge game, possibly. Exactly. Okay. So I think that game could go either way. Uh, they play Duke and Durham. With – who's the quarterback who just went there? Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Malik Murphy. Yep. Solid. Solid team, but I think they've definitely taken a step back from where they were. Okay. Um, Is that at Duke, though? It's at Duke, yes. Slip a trap game, possibly. It's on a Friday night. Oh, definitely a big trap game. Look out for that one. Plus, coming off the Clemson game. Is, there a, bye bye? Is there a buy in between, There's though? There's a bye week. Okay, so I was going to say, if there was no buy right there, trap game for sure. Yeah, they got a buy. Um, they've never lost to Duke before. Listen, all great things must come to an end, Dylan. A 24 straight. You know who else? You know what else came to an end this year, though? What? That uh, that that notion that all undefeated teams make the playoff. Uh, but Duke's not changing. Maybe so, Clemson. And they play at Hard Rock against Miami. Duke almost beat you guys last year, or this past year. Yeah, with their coach. And your quarterback, and quarterback. quarterback away, you know. Yeah. Now they lost both. Those, in, those injured quarterbacks, you know, they just kind of circle around here. <laughs> but um, they lost both of those guys. So, well, you know, again, that's circle, tough luck. Circle of quarterback, tough shit. You know, my bad, <laughs> my bad, guys. Sorry. Hey, 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 relax, relax. But then We're they play Miami at Hard Rock. We'll see. I think that Miami's, crowd, you know, is going to be electric. Yeah, they got Cam Ward, so you never know. Miami the half, could. that half, the half empty crowd is going to be outstanding. Um, they're going to play North Carolina at home. Mac Brown. Yeah. I don't know who their quarterback will be next year though. So they're kind of, oh, um, it could be anything. It's a Texas A&M guy. Lefty. Oh, Max Johnson. That's yes. an easy win. Cause him and his brother went there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forget about, forget to move on for that game. That game's still <laughs> a win. They're going to play, uh, at Notre Dame in November. Oh, that's awesome. a tough one. That's, that's a tough one. Riley I, Leonard revenge factor. Yeah, that's a tough one. Notre They'll Dame. pull Tyler Buckner off the lacrosse team to play that one if they want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, they you get throw a bye week. <laughs> you got to throw a football still? All right, perfect. Suit up. They get a bye week, uh, and then they play Charleston Southern at oh. home. <laughs> you better watch out. Yeah, CSU yeah. right there coming in. Then they play Florida at home. Oh, that's Napier. He's got just got a couple guys coming in from the portal, um, an investigation to deal with, and um, Graham Mertz. So listen, you better watch out. <laughs> that was Florida. Man, that was a, that was a hard one to pull. They right just there. got a special teams coordinator. That's the winner of the week right there, Florida. Special teams coordinator <laughs> oh, equals winner of the week for Florida. Let's give him a round of applause. Let's just, okay. just give him a round of applause, guys. Come on. There's no more. They better not have any more mishaps now on that special teams unit. Just get ready for. Just get ready. Oh, for oh boy, board. did they have a bind? Well, they yeah. got it from the pros though, and, and Patriots, so they're gonna be fine. Uh, the, the Patriots. I don't know if that's the right team to pull from this year. Well. Anyway, yeah, I mean, Florida State. Um, I think they got a really favorable schedule with the new ACC. I mean, the only games, I, like I said, I think Clemson will always give them a run for their money just because it feels like Dabo always has Florida State yeah. circle because, you know, Dabo is one of the great coaches and, and Norvell is going to be is working his way up there. Mm-hmm. You know, but those are the games that you always circle. I think, I yeah, think there's. You know, There's three games that I really have circled. Miami, I think Florida will always give them a run for their money. I don't know. Even this year, when they clearly had the better team, they still only won by 11. It was a gross game. And they had their backup quarterback in. So did Florida. So, I mean, again, you can't say that because Florida had their backup in. Um, still only won by 11. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, Florida State two years ago, Anthony Richardson was – yeah, no business being that close either. Yeah. Florida State barely won that one. I don't know. I just think, I think Florida, those are just I the think, games that I don't you just think, circle in your calendar. I just don't think Florida has a head coach by that game. So that could also be true. But I'm just saying, as far as let's just yeah. focus, I guess, on the ACC games because rivalry games you always circle your calendar for. But ACC yeah. games, Florida State. That Duke game, I'm telling, is always going to be a weird trap game, and then Miami. I think Notre Dame. I mean, we're not counting Notre Dame as an ACC game unless they magically just join the conference without my wearing. Um, but yeah, the Miami game could possibly be one. We'll see how Cam Ward and the Cristobal, yeah, um, you know, work out. I think Miami's going to be better than what they were this year, and that was with a lot of young guys. So another year now with a year of experience, they should be good. But I just think, yeah, that Clemson Miami stretch and that Duke one thrown in between a little, little bit maybe is the tough stretch right there. Yeah. All right. Who actually? I'll I'll do my ACC team and then we'll I'll give you you you'll do your other one. Okay. All right. I'm gonna do Clemson as my first choice. All right. So Clemson <laughs> has to go back to. Am I do this right here. Oh no, never mind. I'm, that was the wrong schedule. <laughs> That was last. This was this past year's. All right, never mind. I was like, I didn't know they were at Duke again this year to start the year. No, <laughs> no, they get so they get a warm welcome with Georgia first off off the bat at Mercedes Benz. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna be, we'll call that a semi away game for yeah. the Tigers. Then they get App State, which is never an easy out. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get them at home. You get yeah. North Carolina. You're gonna buy. Then you go North Carolina State and Stanford all at home. Then you go to Florida State at Wake Forest, Virginia at home, bye week, Louisville at home, at Virginia Tech, at Pitt, 
Citadel and South Carolina all at home. So immediately, what stands out? Excuse me. A lot of a, a lot of home games, mm-hmm. which outside of the Florida State game, and you know the the listen, Virginia Tech game should be a great atmosphere, and I really like where Virginia Tech's going. They've got that program turned around. Yeah, like they they look like they finally have got some mojo going on now down there in Blacksburg. But <clears throat> outside of that, I mean, Pitt and Wake Forest as your away games are nothing. I mean, really yeah. to talk about you get your big games at home with South Carolina and Louisville, and then you you know you avoid the West Coast trip with Stanford coming in in mm-hmm. NC State's at home. You yeah. know, so I mean, realistically, Georgia, I think they'll lose that one. And Florida State, you never know. You know, let's say they lose that one. If Dabo and them can get their crap together and not poop their pants this year, I mean, you're looking at a possible nine, nine, ten win season. Yeah. I think they the only game, I mean, that Virginia Tech game will be a challenge. If we're just if they lose that one. I still think they can beat everyone else. I mean, the Louisville one, we'll see how they do. Yeah. But nine, 10 wins, I feels like needs to be where Clemson needs, has to be in the mm-hmm. regular season, at least, because if we're not, I mean, they'll get that extra win if they go to a bowl game. But yeah. You know, I think his second year now is Kate Klubnik is the full time guy. And, you know, the second full year with um, uh, Riley as the OC, mm-hmm. I think you started to see a lot more improvement. At the end of the year, yeah, going on uh, going forward, where they caught some caught a lot of momentum and finished the year out really strong. The biggest thing again, Dabo, not using the portal. So we're going to see his method of not using the portal and just recruiting. Mm-hmm. Again, this is his stubbornness coming in. We'll see how it works out. Yeah, you know, didn't work out really this year. Didn't really work out last year. The year before, will it work this year? I. Maybe I don't know. If we're just going off pure high school talent and development, I think nine, ten wins. But again, you know, since we're not using the portal, that's that's just is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I. I. Yeah. No. I just. I agree with you. I think the best thing about their schedule though was the lack of super far traveling. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and you avoid the West Coast. Your farthest yeah. road game is Florida State. Right, I mean, yeah, probably. Well, yeah. I mean, Pitt or Pitt. New York, yeah, Pitt. You go Pitt to Pittsburgh, so but I mean, that's I mean, that could always be a trap game. That's always a weird game, I guess, for a mm-hmm. lot of upper end, upper echelon teams in the ACC. So I guess you never want to, you know, just turn your back on that one. But yeah, yeah. they should be fine. Should be fine. Uh, Who is your second ACC team? I pick Stanford. Okay. The, uh, one of the new ACC teams. They have a very strange schedule. I'll start off right away. They get TCU at home at Stanford. I think they probably lose that game, but traveling all the way out there could be tough for TCU. They get Cal Poly at home. I think they probably win this game. They get bye week, then they have to travel all the way to Syracuse, New York, to play the Orange. These new these new teams got the drew the short end of the stick when it came to traveling. Oh, Stanford really did. Um, then they have to go to Memorial Stadium to play the Clemson Tigers in South Carolina. Back-to-back away games. Um, they get Virginia Tech at home. Then they have to go to Notre Dame Stadium 
They get SMU at home, Wake Forest at home. Then they play NC State on the road. They get a bye week. Then they get Louisville at home. They play uh, Cal at uh, Cal. And then they play San Jose uh, State at San Jose State. They have, quite frankly, I think they only might only win like three games this season. They, I mean, which would not be shocking at all because that's yeah. how just how Stanford's been the last couple of years where they just have just been stuck in the mud with themselves. Yeah. It's hard to recruit out there with the academics mm-hmm. as the biggest thing because, you know, you know, you can't be recruit just – unfortunately, you can't be recruiting, you know, just uh, – Guys, unless they're really high on academic guys, yeah, that's oh, yeah, how like it is with Vanderbilt. You see, with these higher in academic institutions mm-hmm. that don't really care too much about their football program, you know, you kind of get stuck with what it is, mm-hmm. and you know, that's just fan football for you, yeah, yeah. And they're, I, they're traveling's just as bad, too, it's horrible for them, yeah. I will say this. I do think they're gonna beat. They're gonna win one ACC conference game this year. I think they're gonna beat Wake Forest. Okay, I have confidence because Wake Forest. Wake Forest is having to play go to California to play them. Wake Forest has a terrible roster. Doesn't have a lot of great players on there. To me, Dave Clawson is out of touch. He should probably should be. They probably move off of him from in a year or two. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the best part about Stanford is they might get that one win, and I also think this might be a trap. It might be a trap game for Virginia Tech having to go all the way out to Stanford, and it'll be a game. night game too. Probably yeah. it'll be a night game. You know, sneaky. I will say this: any of the teams that have to go to Stanford, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be way harder for them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's my only. That'll be like the upset-ridden team. Yeah. You know, for a long time, it's been Pitt, mm-hmm. Stanford, or Cal is going to be that sleepy nighttime kick. Yeah. Where it's going to get someone. I think, I think, I think Stanford might catch Virginia Tech not, not paying attention hard enough, being a little bit tired from that plane ride. Yep. That for sure. seven hour plane ride. Ugh. All right. My guy is, or my guy, my team is Duke. Uh, with Manny Diaz taking over, mm-hmm. uh, as my screen just completely failed me. There we go. So Manny Diaz takes over, and you bring in Malik Murphy from Texas. It should be an interesting see. I'm just kind of curious to see how the season goes. You get Elon and Northwestern to start the year, yeah. which is at Northwestern, uh, who had a gr- had a great year this year, this past year, with all the craziness that happened off the field. Um, to go into this past season and win seven games, eight games, a really good mm-hmm. job there. But then you get UConn at home. At you're at Middle Tennessee State. I don't know how that happens, but you know you go to Middle Tennessee State. Uh, but you know North Carolina at home at Georgia Tech, Florida State, SMU, Miami, NC State, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. It's definitely. I'm not uh, seeing them win, winning the conference or probably competing for it. Yeah, but you know, listen. Um, at Miami and at Georgia Tech are no, you know, crazy away yeah. venues. So, 
I could see this team. I'm interested to see how much success um, or input Manny Diaz has. This is like second stint now as a head coach. Yeah. You know, he wasn't doing a terror. He didn't do a bad job at all in Miami. They just got fed up with him, I guess, for some reason. They just didn't like I don't his even, results, and they fired it wasn't him. Even, it wasn't even his results. I think it was just they were so excited Set over the opportunity of, yeah, of getting Cristobal that they were they fired him. Yeah, that I mean, I don't think if Cristobal is twenty one and fifteen. Yeah, if Cristobal isn't available, I think DS is there, mm-hmm. and you're seeing a different playing a different story here. But so he's not a bad coach, and I think Malik no. Murphy there is going to be a really big help. I think he's an upgrade, honestly, from Riley Leonard. Yeah. I'm not saying Riley Leonard's a good quarterback, but I think Miley, Malik Murphy has a better upside. Um, we'll see the weapons around them, what they can mm-hmm. do. But listen, I think this is a team that could you know, win eight. Eight, I think that's seven to nine range is what yeah. we're looking at, which is no slack either. So again, with these new twelve team with this twelve team playoff, this the I mean the goal now I guess is minimum nine wins. Win nine games and you give yourself a chance. Yeah, I mean you're just needing a chance. Anything can happen in college football. So I mean you get to nine wins, there's a lot a lot of chancing, a lot of chances can happen. Or, where yeah. you might, you know, just you play your cards right, you know, even with a couple losses, you will be right there giving mm-hmm. yourself a chance to win a title. So, but yeah, that's Duke football right there. Um, <laughs> and we'll see how they do. Going, yeah, we'll uh, see. I mean, year. I just I think first year, Manny Diaz, it might take a year to build what Which he's is trying fine. to do. You know, all these coaches, yeah, it usually takes about a year, maybe mm-hmm. two. Uh, but usually by year two or three, they you you are what you are. And I think Duke's going to be fine. You know? Yeah. You know, I don't think you're going to see be seeing too much of a drop off from what Mike Elko was there. What yeah. Mike Elko did there was outstanding, just turning Duke around from being nothing to something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Diaz is just as good of a coach, and um, you know he's gonna. I think I think Duke has a good guy. I don't. I didn't yeah. think they just left it from nobody. You know, Diaz is a good guy. He knows what he's doing. And uh, he, I think he's going to be able to recruit well also in that area. Being, uh, you know, he was at Penn State and Miami. You know, I think he's going to know, he knows that area really well. So I think he's going to be able to recruit some of maybe the more mid tier guys. Also, maybe work yeah. the portal well too. All right. We're going to finish off here uh, with our way too early top 10. I know everyone's been eager to wait, eagerly waiting till. Know who we foolishly yeah. have as our top ten? Yeah. Um. Do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? I'm ready to start. I mean, do you want to go? Who we have at each spot? I think maybe we just let's just rattle them off just because okay. of time, and then yeah. uh, if we catch anything noticeable, mm-hmm. uh, point it out or stop stop each other in our tracks. Okay. Uh, I'll start from ten down. Okay. All right. So I'll go first. Uh, I got um, my actually start two. start at one. Start at one. Okay. Yeah. So my way too early number one team going to this season is going to be Georgia. Yes. Number two, Ohio State. Okay. Number three, Texas. Okay. Number four, Oregon. Okay. Number five, Michigan. Okay. Number six, Ole Miss. Okay. Number seven, Alabama. Wait. Uh, five again was. Michigan. Okay. And then uh, six. Ole Miss. 
Uh, seven is Alabama. Eight is Notre Dame. Nine is Missouri. And 10 is Florida State. All right. Um, biggest thing, maybe I just realized, um, not – I'm a little surprised FSU is down at 10 for you. I mean, they just have a lot of guys they're replacing. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think they'll rise from there just because I think there's a lot of teams in front of them that will that will lose, like Missouri and Alabama. And I think Michigan. Notre Dame Notre Dame in the top 10 is just screams overratedness to me. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I just like – I like Ryan Leonard. Yeah. So I could absolutely see them. They have a relatively – for Notre Dame standards, a little bit of an easier schedule. Yeah. So my uh my top ten is gonna be Georgia at one. Okay. Ohio State two. Okay. Oregon three. Okay. Texas four. Mm-hmm. I got Ole Miss five. Okay. FSU six. Okay. Michigan seven. Alabama eight. Arizona nine. And the Missouri ten. Okay. That's fair. The only one I'm honestly surprised about is Arizona. I think um, just to me because it's like brand new coach, brand new, brand new coach. You know, you are returning your quarterback. Mm-hmm. You should still be. You're returning your quarterback and one of your top receivers. Yeah. So I do think that you know it's a new conference where a lots a lot of questions, more questions than answers as far as mm-hmm. who's going to run the conference. Yeah. And who's not who are the front runners. So I still think Arizona is going to be fine. Just the way they finished the year, winning 11 games and, you know, where they were, I think they're going to be fine. Like it's almost like you're Notre Dame. I just think mm-hmm. that they may find themselves outside the top, outside the top 10 very quickly. Yeah. But I think for now, I think they respectfully get that nine spot. Missouri right. could probably be there at nine too, just how Missouri's been. Yeah. And what they're doing and the, you know, recruiting rankings and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think nine, ten. You know, those are like your you know wild card teams because you could yeah. honestly split Harris with teams probably like nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Mm-hmm. Just honestly, so. But yeah, I think I do like how noticeably our top four were all the same. That's what I thought. I mean, to me, I think it's very like this is the top four. I think Ole Miss <laughs> being at five and you have him at six is right there. Mm-hmm. Just how what they deserve to be up there. I think so too, because I do think they're going to have a really good year going into next year. I I really debated it. My only thing was, Michigan is the you know defending national champions. I think they should still be in the top five for me. Yeah, but I still think the top I just, four or a are a level above right now. Than yeah, them. and that's what it is. I think with just you know you lose your coach, mm-hmm. lose some a lot of your guys. Yeah. I mean, I think when Georgia mm, – no, I never – I mean, Georgia fell to three, I think. No. It was three or five. Which year? Next year, 2022. I think they fell to, to three. three. Yeah. I think they, they fell Ohio behind State Alabama State. and Ohio State. Yeah. So, I mean, even they dropped. Um, but I think Michigan could quickly turn that around if they exactly, beat yeah. Texas week two. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they go on a run like they did last year. But, yeah, I just think right now losing what they did and the new coach, it's going to drop you down a couple spots, and that's no indictment it's on not a, it's, it's, not, it. it's not a shame to drop a couple spots. I mean. No. It happens all year. Yeah, they just take reasonable. what you – pretty much you look at 
these rankings are also based off, you know, what you're doing in the portal, what you're doing, recruiting rankings, what you've yeah. lost, what you've added, mm-hmm. who's there and who's not. So, yeah. Yeah. I do think I would say I think I ranked Florida State a little bit on the lower side, but that's just because that's what I was a little bit. I mean, that's why I had them at six, only because you know they did they did pretty solid in the transfer portal, bringing some yeah, they guys had, in. They had a good transfer portal class. I think they had a good recruiting class. It's just I got to see how a those too, guys too many replaced. questions, too many questions. Yeah, yeah, a little bit too many questions for me. I still think you know as long as they have Mike Norvell, yeah, I think there was a solid top 15 team every single year. I'm waiting to see if they can get past that level and be a consistent top five team maybe one day. But right now – That'll be a big thing have for a- Florida State going into next year. Was last year one of those flash in, a, flash in the pan, uh, you know, lightning in the bottle kind of yeah. seasons where now it's – that was just out of the ordinary because what they did in the portal, bringing mm-hmm. in Coleman and all those other guys. So yeah, will this year be – a step back, or is it going to be consistency going forward? Kind of like mm-hmm. how you were saying. Yeah. But that's why we have all this to talk about. It gives us content exactly. to talk about here in the offseason. So, yeah, we're here. <laughs> we're here, guys. We're just getting started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went surprisingly longer than I thought we were today. Yeah, just know, know. Listen, you know, we get caught up in the conversations. This is what mm-hmm. happens. Uh, we'll be back. Next week, guys, make sure you guys are subscribing. Um, yes. Would love to see the numbers tick up here as the offseason is in full swing. Mm-hmm. Not for us, but you know, for the, the people. For everybody else. Yeah. So but make sure you guys are watching. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you give us a follow mm-hmm. um, and a nice review or five stars there. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, we'll be back next week. Subscribe. Watch the video. Peace out. See you guys.